This is the Parliament of the Republic of Vanuatu. It's our Parliament. But as soon as I'm in there, all I see is men. Pictures of men. Presidents, Prime Ministers, MPs, all men. My name is Georgela Warwar. I'm an indigenous woman of Vanuatu. The work I do here in Vanuatu is for women. It's for building the Vanuatu that we want. A Vanuatu that respects, values, and makes spaces for women and people alike. In this episode of Island Voices, brought to you by the United Nations Office of the High Representative for the Least Developed Countries, Landlocked Developing Countries, and Small Island Developing States, we are talking politics. Mr. Speaker, you got one bridge. Everyone law country or is subject to laws. Suppose you breach him law. Vanuatu's parliament is one of the very few in the world without a single female representative. I have a dream, and I am working towards it. I do see myself in decision-making spaces. I do see myself leading, and I do see myself making history. I want to be in government. I want to be the Prime Minister of the Republic of Vanuatu because I want a country that respects, honours, values and makes spaces for women and young girls. Me promise. Me promise. Look at strong belief. Look at strong belief. More allegiance. More allegiance. The Republic of Vanuatu. Of Vanuatu. By me uphold them. By me uphold them. I'm about to be joined by Anthea Arakole, who also has her eyes set on representing Vanuatu, and very much sooner than later, together we may just surprise you. My name is Georgilla, not Georgina. Georgilla. I get that a lot. Um, I am from Amvram, Wuro village. I am a young girl, a young law student who is currently running programs in the community, outreach programs to empower women in leadership. And that's me. Awesome. I am Anthea, Anthea Arukole. Um, I am uh, from Ambai. I, I worked in, in political circles. So I've got some questions here in front of me. I'm going to flip them over one by one. I think we'll, we'll take turns. Um, so here we go. First one. Oh, it says, where are you? We're, right now we're in Port Vila. I've meeting Georgilla for the first time, I think. Um, I've met but you before. I actually have a very good story oh. on meeting you. Okay, Parliament. you're going to have to... Oh, remind me. Parliament. That's the first time I met you. Appropriate place. <laughs> yes, <laughs> makes sense. Eh? All right. Um, we were doing the Vote Women campaign, civil society. Oh, I see. So we marched, we up, marched to up to the parliament. parliament. Right. Now, I was the girl that ran towards the lady giving who the speech, whose 
dress was blowing away by the wind and people, men in particular, were oh, laughing at ah. her from the back. So I was like, somebody had to do something. We were standing all across the, behind the, the fountain. The fountain. Yes. Yeah, so I ran up. I sat there. And so held her skirt down, down until she finished her speech and walked yeah. off. And then you approached me. And I told you yes. that no, that was something very, very good you did, that yes. nobody else would have done that. That was when I knew your name and who you were. Amazing. Okay, good. Th- then that was. It was an amazing thing. And I, I, I think that I had to walk up. And I think I do this a lot to a lot of young girls. Um, and that's the thing that I do with, with encouraging young girls to do the things that they need to do. So, yes, I was like, who is this lady? <laughs> On that note, shall we look at the next question? Yeah. Okay, so. The next question says, Yumi 40, what was the feeling? Honestly, this Yumi 40 celebration was like we've reached a milestone. Mm. It was very exciting. It was very, the atmosphere was very um, just bright and very celebrated. Let's now give a big, three big cheers for our female band. Yumi 40, um, Yumi 40 is a celebration of the 40th, 40 years of independence of, of Vanuatu and I'm going to sound like an old lady but I mean I was five years old when the first flag was raised. Every single year at the 30th of July at every flag raising I shed, I, I'm in tears because I was in Santo during the rebellion. The Yumi 40 uh, celebrations is that realization again of who we, where we've come as a nation and I think that for me, seeing people come out in the flags and even my children coming out in the flag colours and making the effort to dress up in the flag colours, to carry a flag, to want to carry three or four flags, stick flags in your hair, wrap yourself around it. And the discussions on nationhood and the discussions of who we are, what we represent, what we've achieved. Describe the parade being there. Um, oh my goodness, it was the biggest parade that we've ever had. Mm. A lot of people joined in, and that was from the starting point all the way across Kumul Highway. It was just packed. You couldn't move anywhere without bumping to another person. People were dressed up from their island of origin. So we had a, a group of women in um, Tana, in the Tana costume, and then a group of people from Ambrim, and then in their traditional costume. I was wearing an island dress in the colour of uh, the Vanuatu flag. Ah, leading on to, what is it to be in Vanuatu? It's a lot of pride for your people, especially that Vanuatu is an independent um, nation. That is something that our Melanesian brothers haven't yet achieved. I think it, it also, for me, it to be Nivanuatu is to truly belong to place, um, to truly know who you are, 
and it's important. And I think that um, one of my mentors or somebody that I, I really look up to and listen to him in is, is Hilda Lini. And once upon a time when she was, I think she was MP at that point, and she had visited Fiji, and I was in university in Fiji, somebody asked a question. And she turned around and said, by whose definition? And so that stuck with me. Uh, and that in all the work that I do, in anything that I do, I'd always ask myself that question. By whose definition? By external people's definition, by somebody else's, by the UN definition, because there's a lot of things that are defined to us by the UN. It brings mixed messages, mixed things for us too, because, you, you, you know, we, we, we were schooled in, in English and French, and, you know, and we get all those ideas. But, I mean, there's another level of schooling too is home, language, um, save, custom, culture. And when I understand that... That defines me as an Ivanuatu. But I mean, Ivanuatu is also a misconception because Vanuatu is multicultural. Um, so I am a Ivanuatu, but I am from Mumbai. I am from West Mumbai. That's who I am. And then that makes me part of a bigger group of people called Ivanuatu if there's three or four of us in one place. And I know my place. I know my ground. I can speak my language. I can talk to my people. I am Ivanuatu sense of belonging, to me that's belonging to your Nasara. Um, my Nasara is from Ranu. It's where my grandfather is from, where my people dated back to. Oh, this is good. Um, so Anthea, can you describe politics in Vanuatu? By whose definition? <laughs> well, Basically, I mean, I mean, we've 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 made that word very dirty. Yeah? Vanuatu has it's it's really basically a, it's a process of decision making, right? I mean, the process of choosing leaders to make decisions. Um, but Vanuatu politics, politics in Vanuatu is special because it takes all the elements of corruption in other by other definitions. You know, because one talkism has to come in play. It does play a big role. Um, relationships play a big role. Um, it's a process of choosing leadership, um, but it goes along how we do leadership. Um, and so politics in Vanuatu is, is nepotism. It's, it's built the relationships because that's how it is. That's how leaders get picked. Um, you shadow people. We, we, you, you have to, for me, it's, it's um, choosing leaders who make a difference to our lives. That's sort of politics in Vanuatu. And then you marry that with the process of democracy and all the other... British law. And uh, yeah, all the other processes of, of choosing leadership in the world. I'm from a different generation than Anthea, so I will de most definitely have a different answer yeah politics in Vanuatu is uh, an arena for men never have I seen a woman politician never have I seen women in leadership however I have seen women taking care of communities I have mm -hmm. seen women taking care of my home yeah and I think that I think which political arena are we talking about are we talking about the 52 member parliament then yes there's no women in there right now um, but turn around Look at the provincial governments. There are some women councillors, 
um, turn around and look at the churches. It's interesting for me that there is then no guidance for women in other leadership positions to be guided into the space of 52. I think they are participating, but I think they're participating in, in, not in a, a channeled area where then, okay, I want to be there, and therefore I am then groomed and guided and mentored into that position. All right, so this very much follows our discussion. Why no women in peace? When we say women, there's no women in peace or there's no women into politics, wait, let's, let us women, we have to also open our minds to our playing field. There's some who are, like you and I right now sitting here saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm to enter into, into parliament. That's my vision, that's what I'm, I'm gearing myself up to. Um, but some don't want to get into politics. I mean, they, they wake up, they mushroom up every four years and want to march into parliament, and then you don't see them again. I mean, that's men and women alike, but if we have that extra hurdle to go through, then we can't be asleep, and we can't not see the playing field. Then we will have women in, in, women in peace. I mean, we already have, we already had some, um, but we kind of lost them. Why do I want to become an MP? Because I just have to be an MP. Because women can get things done, and I think that I am a good decision maker. It's started. It's started from seeing my community. Every time I go back to the islands, there's lack of basic needs and services. The hospital we had would have to trek to, just far, far away, and it's on a steepy hill that doesn't even. It's on a path that isn't even cleared. And I thought to myself, then. What are we doing? What have we been doing? It's a health centre. Health centre, <laughs> yes. I see Vanuatu. I don't see my small locality. I am from Vanuatu. I see Torres Torres. I think the decisions need to be made with the view of Torres Torres. The difficulties of the Torres, the difficulties of Anaitum. That's why I'm going to be, I want to be a politician because I think I need to bring that viewpoint in. Ah. So, when will you run? All right, um, maybe in 30 years. Oh. Because I, I have a plan in place, and I'm going to strategize it. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing every year, but I'm working towards that plan every year. I'm putting every ounce of myself into this. When will you run? You will all know when I run. <laughs> that answers your question. But I will be prepared before I run. And mm. I will make sure that Vanuatu kind of accepts me when I run. When will you run, <laughs> Anthea? <laughs> Soon. Soon. Like you said, we there's strategies that need to be placed. I think that I've halfway through that strategy. 2024 is a good year. This is probably the first time I've spoken it out loud, um, but I'm not afraid to. I think that everybody is already expecting. I've been in the arena, for, I mean, uh, running around in the circle for a while, so it won't come as a surprise to many people. Why 30 years instead of 2024? Anthea, because unlike you, I need the experience, and I need to learn from people, the best people, um, and I need to do more. Are men better leaders than women? No. 
<laughs> men alone are bad leaders. Uh, men and women together make good leadership. Anthea for PM. <laughs> yes or no? Oh, yes. And I hope 2024. <laughs> Please. Yes. I, I think it's exciting. Um, it's exciting that uh, we have women talking about, you know, you know, politics. And I think that for me coming into, into this, I thought, okay, I've, I've never met this girl before. And we have a story. It's amazing what connects us. And it's those networks. And it's, I mean, yeah, for me, politics, decision-making, leadership, don't be scared of it. Walk into it. And it's fresh to meet someone who, who has that aspiration and is planning for it. I mean, I, I walked into it by accident, but loving it and telling, I'd like to tell everyone, I try and tell everyone, look, walk in, walk in and enjoy it. Because leadership, you're a leader of yourself first. And if you can lead yourself, you can lead to other people, to other people is two communities, two communities is the nation. So. I have one thing to say. Anthea, will you open the doors for us to walk in? Yes, yes, and I think I have for a lot of people. Just don't hesitate to walk through it when I open it. Okay, will do. On the next episode of Island Voices, we meet our women in blue. They're on the front line policing in a country considered the most dangerous nation on earth from natural hazards, that is. Island Voices was presented today by me, Georgilla Warwar. Our podcast producer, mixer and sound engineer is Jenny Stein from Blue Sky Vision Vanuatu. The series executive producers in New York are Damien Sass and Connor O'Loughlin. Island Voices has been made possible through funding from the government of the Netherlands. <laughs>